Say, Father God. Let's try that again. Say, Father God. In Jesus' name, I declare Holy Spirit, Lord, over my mind, my will, and my emotions. Father God, I declare Holy Spirit, Lord, over my body. Father God, I decree, I declare Holy Spirit, Lord, over this day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. This is your divinely designed day. There's never been another day like this day. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Shandara Makate. Wow, it's good to be home. Last week I was in near Winterpeg, Manitoba, and it, we had a fabulous time. And uh, it was a little chillier in, in, that, in Manitoba than it was here. But it's good to be home, good to be with you. And uh, can you just high five or high elbow somebody if they're in their bubble, maybe even give them a hug or something and tell them, man, you look good today. Yeah. And can you just can you just thank the worship team this morning for leading us into the thank you guys. That's amazing. Jeff, I love to hear the Hammond B3 even had to kick that thing started. I saw that. <laughs> Hallelujah. when we were singing the blessing song, I just began to just kind of get a little teary-eyed and um, just thanking the Lord for his goodness. We've been walking with Kevin and Sherry and and Mark and Rhonda for nearly uh, 20-some years, and uh, Mark Henshaw and Katrina and, and the family, you know, for the last, what, six years? Yeah, going on six years. And I just want to say, guys, I am thankful and grateful for the safe place this has been for my family to raise our children here. And Pastor Kevin, I just want to declare over you today, you are going to hit the next gear. You're about to gear up. You're about to level up. And everything that's come against you to try to stop you, any discouragement, anything that the enemy has been trying to do is going to come to naught. And you will, you're going to arise and you're going to shine and you're going to take that next gear. You got that truck as a, a prophetic symbol. It just was not. It just was not just because you, you look good in it. It's not just because you love it, but it is, is you are, you're, you're going into terrain that you've never gone into before. You had an upgrade in your vehicle. And I want to say there's an upgrade coming into your ministry and that your best days are right now and your best days are coming upon you and your family and everything else is coming into alignment that the, the enemy shall not have any, any say in your life that, that you're gearing up and you're about to shift into a higher season of glory and manifest power and revelation in John 434 I prophesied over you that the meat that you have is to do the will of him who sent you and there's a finishing anointing pastor reverend apostle Kevin Dowling 
there is a finishing anointing coming upon your life to finish and then to excel and to shift into the higher gear. So get ready for surely this shall come to pass in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Tondonda chekatara te la rando hechalata mina echa aka roto sandarama kuchika lama sandarama sandai. And I hear in the spirit people say, What about me? What about my season? What am I? What, I I've been going through some stuff. What am I going to do? Am I just going to stay here? I say, You're coming out of your valley. You're coming out of your pit. You're coming out of your past. You're coming out of your failure. You're coming out of your frailty. You're coming out of this thing because it is indeed a, a time to dream again. Indeed, a, a favor has been pronounced for you and against your enemy. A favor of God has been pronounced for you and against your enemy. A favor of God has been pronounced for you and against your enemy. And it's now time for you to go forward, march forward, and begin to take your promise. This is a season of advancement, says the Lord. This is a season of advancing. This is a season not to sit down, not to shut up, and not to be quiet, not to be silent, and not to give in to the plans of the enemy. This, this is a season to get up from that valley and go into your promised land and take everything that God has intended for you. This is your moment of advancement. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, good morning. My name is Barry Maracle, and I'm, yeah, I'm pleased to be here today. I, I feel today that I'm here on a commission. I'm here on purpose, with a purpose, to bring a word of God to you today about the season that we are in. You're not here. You're not listening online. You're not watching this on Tuesday at 2.12 p.m., Tuesday, 2.12 p.m. Your name is Cheryl, and I'm speaking directly to you right now. This is your season of advancement. This is your season to come out of your past. Yes, 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 you can get excited because God is calling your number out. Woo! Say, I want to be Cheryl. <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's so much that that I could delve into right now, I'm going to try to stay true to my, my purpose this morning. And, and the name of the message this morning is advancing. I'll try, that, I'll try to say that without a 16-year-old um, um, voice of somebody going through puberty. Let's try that again. <coughs> advancing. There, there we go. Advancing into your wildest dreams. Come on, Tom. Glory, Tom. It's just not the same when you're out here. Come on. Say advancing into my wildest dreams. Jesus would say, and the theological term would be hyperbolic statements. 
hyperbolic means a, a, an exaggeration of the truth. And he, he would, not an exaggeration, but, but an amplification of the truth or something that is, is putting the truth beyond. And I want to tell you, this is not a hyperbolic statement. This is the word of the Lord. It's time for you to dream your dreams again. It's time for you to believe the word of God again. It's time for you to hope again. It's time for you to come out of the caves again. It's time for you to believe again. It's time for you to hope again. It's time for you to believe again in the promises and in the word of God. Anybody out here ever received a word from the Lord? Quite a few people. You've received words from the Lord. If you have not received a word from the Lord, I gave you a word in Deuteronomy chapter 28 as I, as I read the blessings to you. This is a, it, you're, not, you're not guided by the circumstantial evidence in this temporary realm. You're not guided by negative situations, whether it be economical or health issues. You're not guided by these things. You're guided by what the word of God says concerning you. If you are born again, spirit-filled believer, which anybody that's been born again is a spirit-filled believer, Just not people that, you know, operate in the gifts of the Spirit and, and speak in tongues and have the charismatic gifts flowing in their lives. That, that's an overflow. Every person that gets born again is filled with the Spirit of the living God. Say, I am full of God on my worst day. Has anybody had a worse day? Thanks, bro. <laughs> if you've been tra traversing this land for two years, you've had a lot of those worse days. But on, on your worst day, you're full of God. When Jesus went into the wilderness, the Bible says that he was led in the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. He never leaves you, nor does he ever forsake you, even though you are actually in a wilderness circumstance or situation, even though you're in this dry place, you're still being led by Holy Spirit. Jesus went into the wilderness. When he got into the wilderness, he was then led by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says he went in full of the Spirit. And he came out full of power. Say, my circumstances, my problems, my pain is building power. Everything we're going through there must be a demand made. We cannot let these, 
problems and these pains and this shutdown and this containment and this quarantine and this economical instability and this and attacks of viruses and, and attacks of this and attacks of that. We cannot let them go by and just say and just take it on the chin and say, well, oh, well, you know, bad things happen to good people and good, good things happen to bad people. And, and you know, and, and, and you win some, you lose some uh, yin and yang. We do not believe in yin and yang. God bless the Chinese and we love the Buddhists and but we don't receive Eastern mysticism into the kingdom of God. There's no such thing as equal good and equal bad. There's only one God and he is victorious. He's never been defeated. He's the heavyweight champion of the universe. And then you have an itty bitty devil that is already defeated. I thought I might get a better amen there. We have a great big God in an, in an Itty bitty devil. The enemy has been defeated and stripped of all of his authority and power. He has no place in your life unless you give it to him. And we've been giving it to him because of the spirit of fear. We've been believing the circumstances more than we've been believing the word of God concerning our lives. I just want to make a, a um, disclaimer this morning for my message. Desert Stream is not responsible for what I'm about to say. Do not write them emails. I want you to hear what I'm saying, what I'm not, and not what I'm not saying. And I want to release you of any condemnation or shame. I want to release you to believe in the Lord and his love for you. My disclaimer is, he loves you in your pit. He loves you in your valley. He loves you in your pain. He loves you in your problem. And if you never come out of any of those, he will love you, he will love you, he will love you, and he will love you. And that's what you're going to get from our Father in heaven. Can you receive that this morning? But I want to speak to a number of you this morning that have been, leave, have been believing and not been seeing. And you can't believe the state of the world. You can't believe what we're going through. You can't believe in the, that, that they're actually being quarantined. You can't believe that the market went from almost 30,000 right down to 18,000. But my God, it's bouncing back. And I prophesied right when it was the lowest point, I think it was, that it's going to bounce back to 35,000. The Dow Jones Industrial shall bounce back to over 35,000 by this November. Get, get your stones ready just in case I'm wrong. Please go down to the dollar store and buy the sponge stones. Thank you very much. But my message this morning is called advancing into your wildest dreams. And it sounds ridiculous. It sounds, you know, where the world is at, people are saying, man, I'm so sorry that you still have a young children in this world. 
or I would never bring a baby into this world now. Thank you. Pastor Kevin said, what a lie from the pit of hell. You, as the kingdom of God, live in a place at the very least called Goshen. You're outside of the curse. You're outside of plagues. You're outside of the camp of the world. You, are, you have been called out to rule and reign from a different mentality, a different place, and a different thought, and a different power, and a different authority. In Matthew chapter 16, it speaks about how Jesus Christ was building his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That word church is the Greek word ekklesia. Some people like ecclesia, but I like more of a Klingon sound in the word. Sorry for anybody who's using the mic after me. It will not be COVID friendly. Protocol. Just make a disclaimer as well. I don't have COVID-19. Praise the Lord. I'm not allowed to catch it. It's not part of my promise. The ecclesia, the definition, the true definition is, is not church. Because when you think of church, you think of cathedral. You, you think of an Ephesus. You think of a building. You think of where we gather. But ecclesia is people that heard the word, received the word, the incorruptible seed of the word of God, and they had the Holy Spirit come into their lives, separating them from the world, but unto God for one purpose, to rule and to reign as ambassadors from Christ. Say, I am the ecclesia of God. The ones that have been called out separated unto God to rule and to reign. Say, I'm here to rule and reign. Come on, tell me like you mean it. Say, I'm here. Come on, Adam, I'm here to do like the raptors did last night. Praise the Lord. I'm here to rule and to reign. I'm here to rule and to reign. What does that look like? The kingdom of God and the rulership of the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking. It's not the rules and regulations. It's not what can I eat and what can I eat? What can I do? What can I? No, the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking or rules and regulations, but the kingdom of God is in righteousness, peace and joy and grace and truth. The five pillars of the king. When you establish the kingdom of God, 
You're establishing. When you are, when you are ruling and reigning, you are operating in robes of righteousness, a peace that passes all understanding, a joy that is complete and full of glory, a grace that is greater than the evil of the day, and a truth that you can receive that will set the captives free, set you free, and everybody in your, there's a truth that you're going to receive this morning. You're walking out of this place more free than you ever were before. I lift off the burden of circumstance. I lift off the burden of failure. I lift off the burden of frailty. I lift off the burden of I cannot do it any longer. Where's, where's Matt Fairchild? You still here? Hey, bro. As you were singing that song, and, and um, you said beauty for ashes, I was, quote, I was praying Isaiah 61, and you said it a millisecond before I said that. That the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty for the captives and release from darkness for those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Say, I'm exchanging this morning ashes for his glory. Crown. I'm getting a crown. Because he took the cross. He paid the price. And we will not listen as people of the kingdom of God. will not listen to the dictates in this circumstantial world. We will not be dictated to. Are we complying to the masks and are we complying to social we are endeavoring to to abide by whatever we have to under the word of god we we will we're not a rebellious people but we also are not a people that are just sheep that follow anyone's voice we follow the voice of the good shepherd. And we will arise in this season better and stronger and faster and wiser with more understanding and loving people better and establishing the kingdom of God like never before and living our wildest dreams out to fullness in Jesus' mighty name. It's yeah. So many people are saying, am I even going to be able to get married? Am I going to, am I going to have children? Oh, the Antichrist and, and all these. I know people that more, know more statistics on the, the Antichrist than they know scriptures on the Christ. My Bible says to be innocent of what is evil and to be excellent at what is good. And then it says, and the God of Peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. You do not defeat your enemy by focusing on your enemy. You, feet, you defeat your enemy by not paying attention to the enemy.
Just letting that simmer for a second. You will not win by knowing your enemy. You will win by knowing your God. If you have a weakness in your life, don't spend all your time trying to get inner healing and trying to do this and, 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 and going through 40 years of counseling. And No, look at the answer. Go towards the answer. Get up and obey the word of God. March forward. And you'll receive your deliverance. Be excellent at what is good. Be innocent at what is evil. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. As you are focusing upon God, God will begin to take you arm in arm and you will walk through the archway of trust together. And I'm, I'm way ahead of myself, but we'll come back here in, in a few minutes. But you, you will walk through the archway of trust together and you will, from, your, from the glistening mount, from Mount Hermon, the, the, the place of darkness, the place that, of demonic portals, the place that, that was set aside for the enemy, the place that the enemy stole, the, the place that, that once was the enemy's glory. Isaiah 61, 6 says the, the glory that once was of your captors has now become yours. The place where he used to defeat, you now have the power and the authority to stand in that place. That's the Mount, that's Mount Hermon. We're the gates of hell. We're where Jesus stood in front of them, according to Matthew chapter 16, where they sacrificed babies at, at this 100-foot jut out from the Mount Hermon where they would, they would come and sacrifice humans and sacrifice animals and unto the, God, the pan God, the pan, pan-demic, pan-demonium. There's been sacrifices that have been made at the gates of hell. And a pandemic has attacked. But Jesus stood in the gates of hell right in front of them. I don't know what you've been going through, but I know there's a God that is greater on the inside of you than any sub-God that is in this world. And he longs to come out of you in this season and begin to cause you to live out your wildest dreams. Say, I'm advancing. Look to your neighbor and said, I'm not done yet. Come on. Say, I'm not done yet. <laughs> what Tom said is very funny. And I know that that warrior spirit is rising up in the midst of Tom. But to be honest, don't pay attention to him. Hear what I'm saying? The enemy is, and I said this last time I preached here. The enemy for me has no intentionality. I'm not intentional about focusing on him. For me, he's inconsequential. Can you hear? For me, he's defeated. For me, I don't focus on him. I focus on the Lord. He says, behold, behold, I've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions 
and I've given you all power over all the power of the enemy to tread on everything that the enemy is doing. But he's under your feet. He's not focused at your eye level. We need to move from from warring in the second heaven to a reality in the third heaven. And walking with our God, not paying attention to the enemy. See, we got to pay attention to walking with our God. We need to be innocent of what is evil and excellent at what is good. And then the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Say, my feet. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Yes, I took back what he stole from me. Yes, I took back what he stole from me. Well, I went to the enemy. Do you remember that song? And we used to march like this and took, because you're marching and you're taking territory and it's, and it's not because your focus is on defeating the enemy. Your focus is on loving your God. Your, your focus is not in not doing what the enemy wants you to do. Your focus is on doing and obeying what God has for you. Say, my greatest weapon is obedience. The enemy wants you to save. The world wants you to get all you can. Can all you get. Sit on the can and spoil the rest. We have to think different. Because if we keep on thinking, which we always thought, we're always going to get what we always have got. Ed Dufresne would call that stinking thinking. And all it gets is smelly results. And dare say, crappy situations. Stinking thinking will only produce for you what you got the last time. But we are in a whole different season of life. And we need to think a little different. We cannot afford to be actionary, reactionary, sorry, to everything that's going on. We cannot afford to be reactionary to to what the enemy is coming against us with. We must respond with a river of living water and hope. Because if you can give somebody hope today, you'll give them a future tomorrow. It's time for you to release hope into your spheres of influence. You are the ones that are to make the Philistines jealous. You are the ones that make Israel jealous. You are the ones to be living in prosperity in the midst of famine. You are the ones that are to live in health in the midst of a virus. I'm not trying to put condemnation on you. Hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. God will love you right where you are at, but there is a better way. And 
it is forward. Say, I am marching forward. Right in the midst of your pain, perils, and problems, right there in that pit, and right there in that valley, right there in the middle of the economical instability and the attacks of a virus, in direct response, say, indirect response. Indirect response to oppression, suppression, depression, and attempted possession. It's my time to advance. Say, it's my time to advance. It's not time to lick your wounds and, and, and begin to say things like, I hope Jesus sure comes back quickly because this, this world's in a train wreck and we need to be saved. Don't, don't find yourself. Don't say things like, do you remember the good old days? If you get caught lingering in the past, you'll get stuck in your past. Don't think about the good old days. Don't say, what, man, I, do you remember when? I'll be glad when this thing returns to normal. I know everybody has said that in here, including me. But what do you mean by that? The same old, same old? Still struggling where you always struggled before? What does normal... We're about to step into a supernormal. We're about to step into a natural with a super added to it. We're about to enter into a supernatural zone where God is showing up because specifically in direct response to the oppression, suppression, and depression and all the containment. God is showing up for those that will have audacity to stand up in the midst of it all and say, God, you are good, and I receive your blessings right now, today, not only for me, but for my family. I hate to break this to you guys, but the world as we know it is over. It's pretty ominous. The world as we know it, that's the end of the world as... Bare naked ladies, Anybody? Thank you. Thank you for that hand. I see that hand. And it's fine. That's the rest of the story. I want to tell you that change is here. It doesn't mean that it has to be bad. The, the world that as we know it, I'm not saying the world is coming to an end, but the world as we have known it has come to an end. We've come to an apex. We've come to a level. We've come to a place where there's a demarcation and those that will be for God and those that are of the kingdom of God are about to advance into great, the greatest moments in human history. They that know their God shall do mighty exploits. It's time to dream and it's time to advance and it's time for us to be advancing into Come on, Chase. We're advancing into. Chase, you haven't seen anything yet. I mean, you see things that you like in this world. You see things going on. You see this and that. But I want to tell you, in the kingdom of God, it will begin to increase and begin to be the place where other people will long to be because of the safety and the security that they see on those that are operating in the kingdom of God.
We need to be different. We, you are not here to be relevant. If you are relevant, and if you're cool and hip and you wear skinny jeans and cool shirts and ripped jean jackets and whatever, I don't care. If you are relevant, that's a bonus. But your, your purpose is not relevancy. Your purpose is to be a contrast. You are to be salt in the midst of a tasteless society. You are to be light in the midst of darkness. You are to be the, the city on a hilltop. Change is here. That's for doggone for sure. But I want you to understand that change is here, but why not for the better? Why can't it be for the better? I've taught my spiritual children and children, if you don't know the truth about the matter, believe the best. Say, I need a paradigm shift out of my paradigm paralysis. We get stuck thinking certain ways and we can't think beyond. Paradise, par, 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 <laughs> paradigm paralysis, paralysis, you're stuck. You're stuck in a certain paradigm and you can't think beyond. We can't think beyond what used to be normal. So we're longing to get back to, oh, can we just have the lentils that they had in Egypt? Why did you bring us out into this wilderness so that we could die here? This, this complaint's been going on for a rather long time. 4,000 years or so, maybe a little longer. We need to think different. We need to have a better perspective. We need to say, when the Lord says, come up here and I will show you things, you need to have a better perspective of what is happening in the world. You, you need to know that God, God has something better. God has an answer. God was your savior before he was your creator. He went ahead of time and prepared the very pathways in which you're walking upon. And all the answers you would ever need are waiting for you. A better answer than any problem of your day is waiting for you to make a demand and say, give me this day my daily bread. He's looking for somebody with audacity to command his hand into things. He's looking for somebody to have an audacity in the midst of all the darkness and all the pain and all the problems and all the opposition to stand up and begin to decree and declare the promises of God that are yes and amen. He's looking for somebody at the midnight hour that will begin to praise him even though they're shackled to their circumstance and they're beaten and they don't know what to do and they're in the middle of a prison just like Paul and Silas and they begin to praise him right in the midst of everything they were in, right in the midst of the fecal matter and everything because they're at the bottom where everything drained down and there was no porta potties let alone flushing toilets. They were right in the middle of it all. It smelled bad, it looked bad, it was bad and they had the scars on their back. They had the shackles on their wrists. They had everything proving that they're over and they're done and they'll never get out and this is the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it and I'm still fine. You can sing that song with revelation. 
because you are never at a point where you will be destroyed if you will just open up your mouth. If he can't steal your sound, he cannot keep you shackled. Say, Father, I take back my voice today. We are truly in the place of the unknown. We have never been in these places before. In Joshua chapter 3, it says here in verse 4, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have never you have not passed this way before. You never passed this way before. It's the Hebrew word abar or avar, which means to cross over. You're not just passing by. You're not just kind of passing through. You're, you're not just, but you're crossing over. And you're about to cross over into your promised land. You are advancing into your wildest dreams. Can you say, I am about to cross over. I'm advancing. Come on, say, I'm advancing into my wildest dreams. Before there was a was, there was a God who is nowhere in the midst of nothing dreaming about you. He planned, he planned good paths. No, has every decision that you've made and has every outcome been from him? No, because a lot of the times we get, we trend, we trespass. Has anybody trespassed? Has anybody went into the farmer's field and stole apples you weren't supposed to steal? That's called trespassing and stealing. And my grandfather dealt well with that through the, um, this uh, beautiful little thing called the, um, um, red willow whip that you had to go cut down yourself and bring it to him. Yes, he believed in corporal punishment. And I would grow up and he would be my best friend. We're in places of what God did not design. We have trespassed. But to get on path again, all you have to say is, forgive me this day for my trespasses. As I forgive those who trespass against me. And guess what? Supernaturally, you get transferred from the kingdom of darkness right onto the, the planned path that God has for you. And at the end of the service, I'm going to lead people in a prayer of that that it's time to get back on the path that God pre-arranged for you to live upon. We're in a place called unknown. We have never been in these places before. The place of the unknown is not a bad place or a good place. It is an amoral place. The place of the unknown, the place that we've never been before, and the world has never been here before, and I think that's pretty, pretty, pretty evident that in, in a lot of, in, in our lifetime, the world has never been here before. We're in this place of the unknown, but it doesn't have to be 
bad, it can be good. This is your, you decide what it shall be. Are you going to continue to fear what the enemy is doing? Or are you going to have faith in the promises and the word of God? I'm just going to just briefly go through a Facebook page that I put out the other day. And it says, your best days are yet to come. Your perception is your reality. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Yes, feast on the treasures of, he- of heavenly realm, of the heavenly realm, and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. That's the Passion Translation. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts and fill your thoughts and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions, not with the distractions, not with the distractions of the natural realm. Can you imagine being a 17-year-old boy and what he was thinking in 1914 when World War I started? He gets shipped out to fight in World War II, World War I, which would take over 20 million lives. He escapes death and returns from overseas and runs straight right into the Spanish flu in 1918, where over 500 million people worldwide were affected, killing more than 50 million. The world population was only 2.3 billion at the time, wiping out over 3% of the people of the world. If that's not bad enough, this kid is now 32. He was 17 when World War I happened. Now he's gone through the World War I, the Spanish flu, and now he's 32 and has survived a world war and a global pandemic. And, and now the whole world is thrown into a global depression for the next four years. Can you imagine? The world, worldwide depression ends in 1933, but in seven years, in 1939, World War II starts killing approximately 70 million people in six years. So here he, he stands in 1945 as a 48-year-old man who survives two world wars, a global pandemic, a worldwide depression, and what does he and his children do? They, they begin to build the greatest economy and establish the greatest world power. He and people like him n- did not bow to the circumstances they were in. They did not run from the systematic assault of demonic forces. What did they do is what is with an optimistic vigor, began to make advancements in science, technologies, agriculture, manufacturing, etc., 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 etc. Are we facing a pandemic? Yes, but nothing compared to this Spanish flu. Are we facing economical instability? Yes, but nothing compared to the global depression. We will come out of this like our forefathers if we can refocus and recalibrate our minds and begin to think different with possibility thinking. Our future is bright. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not time to take off. It's time for us to arise and shine and be the answers and solution this world is waiting for. So shake off the doldrums. Shake off the circumstantial shackles. Turn to your neighbor and family and take off the grave clothes. Take the grave clothes off them. Don't put the grave clothes on them. Don't curse them and say, you'll never change. And you'd better just give up and sit down. Shut up. Know your role. Play your role. And survive this thing called life. I say to hell with that. 
let's roll up our sleeves and make advances right into the right in the face of what God right in the face of opposition and watch God right make advances right in the face of opposition and watch God as he opens the windows of heaven and pours out a blessing that we cannot even contain I'm reminded of the four lepers that began, they, they didn't know what to do. They were caught between a rock and a hard place. They were caught between the Syrian camp and, and, the, and Jerusalem, and they didn't know what to do. They were starving and dying, and their limbs were falling off. That's a bad day. But they began to take one step, and then another step. And all of a sudden, to the Syrian camp, it sounded like an army was coming. Little as much when you take a step of obedience with God. Once again, I have hardly scratched the surface of what I prepared for you this morning. And I apologize for that. But I'm going to be releasing some more of this word online. Our victorious perspective will soon be ours. A victorious perspective will soon be ours and the world's. Keep standing, keep speaking, keep walking in obedience to to his word, and we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living now. That's why I say your best days are coming upon us. That's why I said we're advancing into our wildest dreams. In the economical instability of the recession of 92, 93, 94, 95, at the beginning of the 90s, obviously, two, three, four, five is the beginning. Thank you very much. I'm a mathematician as well. I grew my business from 200, less than $200,000 a year to 870000 in like three and a half years. This is what we must do. We must reach down deep. Will we saber rattle? Or will we step up and begin to be the answers? Will we shrink back in the day of battle? Will we step up and create here on earth like God has commissioned us? It's not time to take off. It's time to take over. It's really time to advance into your wildest dreams. It's really time to dust off the prophecies and begin to proclaim the promises of God, which are still yes and amen. Come on, say the promises of God. The promises that he made me. Come on, the promises that he made me need to come to pass. It's time to dream again. It's actually time to open up that restaurant. It's actually time to begin that ministry. It's actually time to finish your education. It's actually time to find that spouse. And it's actually time to have that child. Whatever you've been waiting for is now. The whole world is saying, contain, sit down, obey, don't ruffle the feathers, don't rock the boat, know your role, stay in your place. And I say, no, I will advance. I'm marching forward, even as Joshua did, out of the valley and into and across every opposition, and I shall possess the promises, and I shall live 
my wildest dreams in Jesus' name. If you agree with any of that, can you just say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the grace upon our lives. I thank you for the, for the, the Davids and, and the, the Joshua's and the Moses's, Lord God. And, and, and Father God, the Gideon's, Lord God, all of these that faced the dark night of the soul, all of these that faced the problems and the pains and the peril and the impossibilities, Lord God. Father God, we salute them today and we thank you for their examples, Lord God. And we shall arise out of the ashes, Father God. We shall come forth out of our past. We shall come out of our, the frailty of our flesh. We shall come out of the ashes and we shall shine and we shall be an answer and we shall focus upon you and we shall look to you and we shall think like you. And today we receive the mind of Christ. Let's put your hand, your right hand on your head. And say this at me, say, Father, I need the mind of Christ. I exchange. I lose my mind. And I receive your mind. Matter of fact, I receive your mind. And I thank you that your thoughts displace the bad thoughts. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. Say, I am advancing into my wildest dreams. I just want to say, you haven't dreamed big enough. Dream again. Because everything that the enemy has done to stop you just indicates one thing. You cannot be stopped. You've walked through it all. Dream your dream, speak your dream, and walk into your promises in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Bless you guys. I hope you have a fantastic week. May God's face shine upon you. May, he, may you see his goodness. He is so faithful. He's the faithful God. If you look to him, you're gonna, you, the opposition plus God will be your opportunity. Let him spring you into your best days. In Jesus' name, have a great week, guys. And Pastor Kevin, you're back next weekend? Amen. Hallelujah. Have a great week, guys. Hey, everybody. Pastor Kevin Dowling here from Desert Stream. Just giving a shout out to you and saying thanks for joining us this week. We trust that you receive something out of what was shared today, and we hope that it spoke to you and that it encouraged you in this season that we find ourselves in. You know, you could do us a big favor if you would just uh, share, uh, like, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let people know that there's a place that you found that you're getting an encouragement and hope each and every week. We hope you plan to check in with us next week, be a part of our expression again, and help spread the word that God is in control in the midst of this season. 